This is a special edition iFanboy podcast on Captain America Civil War. Special Night Fanboy Podcast on Captain America Civil War. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Hello. And Josh Lanigan. It feeds the rich while it buries the poor. Ain't that rich? As we promised, all three of us are here. See, I knew we'd do it. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're iFanboy. Normally we talk about the week's comics, but sometimes we get together to talk about the week's, the week's movies, which it feels like. In the summertime, uh, the comic book films, and this this uh, kicking off the summer season is Captain America: Civil War, the first weekend of May, as that it is now Marvel's weekend. They, they usually their first movie comes out the first weekend of May, and uh, there'll be some spoilers. So if you haven't watched the movie yet, pause the show and come back as we discuss what happened in Captain America: Civil War. This is the third Captain America film. It is basically the third Avengers film, and <laughs> it is the. Uh, Latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe story, which has been unfolding since Iron Man back in 2005? Eight. 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 And, and it's interesting because it, it, not only does it pick up the thread from the previous Captain America movies, but it also kind of picks up the thread from the Iron Man movies. And Avengers. And Avengers, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so the shared go. universe thing is working out. <laughs> I, think, I think they're on to something. So as the last Captain America film ended, Bucky was a fugitive, a Winter Soldier. He uh, he was the big bad in that film, and he was f- sort of had his memory restored, but went on the run. And Captain America and, and Falcon were going off to find him, but then uh, they apparently got waylaid by the events of Avengers: Age of Ultron. And so as this film opens up, Cap is leading the the new team of Avengers that we met at the end of Age of Ultron on a mission uh, in Africa. To take down Crossbones, the villain of the Captain America Civil War story in the comic books that Ed Brubaker wrote. And, yes. Uh, so that's where we kick off. This film was directed by the Russo brothers, who directed The Winter Soldier, and are were previously veterans of television, like uh, uh, Community. In many and, episodes of uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development, yeah. Oh. Written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, of all, who also wrote they wrote the second Thor film, they're writing the two Avengers Infinity War films. Right. They, they also wrote the two Captain America films produced to this. It seems as if Kevin Feige has his guys now. Yeah. Right? Because like, uh, we went through all the, all the first movies, a bunch of different directors, a bunch of different writers and stuff like that, but it seems to settle on this group. Well, so. if you can work in the system, which is a very producer-driven system here, yeah, keeping the, the train rolling. And they're TV guys, so they're kind of used to that system a little more, working right. in collaboration, you know, in an organization. It's not like it's not like they thought Kenneth Branagh was going to stick around. <laughs> and Kenneth Branagh has canted fil- angles. Yeah, uh, he really liked the, the, the really liked those the angles. So I want to start <laughs> the discussion of this film in an unusual place. Let's talk about fonts. Oh my God! Yes. Well, oh, should, we do, should, should we do the spoiler warning, Connor? We did the we spoiler warning already. The fonts oh, are awful. Spoiler. Already forgot. I was so delighted by the use of, of typography in this movie. I loved it. Well, I loved it, too. It was great. I loved it, but although it was weird considering this is a film of a piece and it, no other film uses this method of den- denoting yeah. where they are. and include, in, It's the same filmmakers. It wasn't like a new filmmaker came on and said, I'm going to do this. However, 
on its own, I loved the use of the giant typeface setting to show where they were. It was very 70s. Nope. So every, yeah, every, every, time, every, time they, every time they changed scenes or even did a flashback, anytime you had to set a establishing thing, uh, they used this very large uh, sans serif font. Like Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Mr. Robot. And I'm looking online, and it believes the font is called Adam.cg. If you're looking for the font online, um, it is a nice kind of. It's got the the a the a's got a very point like a's. Uh, they don't they they there are no serifs, but it's a more of a pointed font. Um, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Josh did not. No, Why? it was jarring. It just was like I know I is. I noticed it. It's like that's actually the number one rule of comic book lettering is you don't really want to notice it. Like you don't want it to stand out. So I was like, what is this thing? It doesn't. But this isn't a comic book though. It's a film. Well, there's okay, fine. I mean, it was supposed to be. Uh, they obviously want you to notice that it. it was a giant. I know, and, and I guess I did. It just stylistically, it was like, it'd be like if you were listening to like an album, and then like three songs in, all of a sudden, like it was mostly about cello, and it had previously not uh, been that. Like it just seemed bad, like I like it didn't ruin it for me, but I, I didn't I didn't like it uh, as as a stylistic choice because it seemed it was too big. And I, I'll I be it. honest, like I thought, you know, it feels like. It would make so much sense to do that more like you would in a comic book. If there was anywhere you were going to do that. And it's not like that's something that's overused or that's something that would be hacky. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it reminded it, I mean, it was very reminiscent of, of or now I'm blanking on what it was reminiscent of. Comics have used those big, you know, kind of a big establishing font type thing. Yeah. I, don't, I just like, I liked it a lot. I, I don't know. I just liked it because it was different. I liked it because it was aggressive. I liked it because it, it was unexpected. And when they change location and when, you know, when Tony Stark goes to Queens yeah. and there's the shot, there's the shot of, I know exactly where that was in Queens and it says Queens. Yeah. I got, I, I liked it. I giggled. Let's so. hold on though. Just, yeah. okay. You know what? That's a different, that's a different thing. I'm going to yeah. table that, stick a pin in that as okay. they say. In the business rooms. All right. What are we sticking a pin in? So we know to come back to it. About about when about when they they cut to Queens. Okay. Where, okay. where Peter where yeah. Peter lives. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're split on this font. Great. So now let's talk about. Well, no, no, we're not. We're not split. We've got it. We've got we've got a, a plurality here, Connor. Two of us like it. One of us don't. The font stays. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not taking you to the mat on this. My overall thought of the film is that. I was worried in the first act because I thought the first act teetered on the edge of being overstuffed like Age of Ultron. However, I thought um, they never really fell over the edge. I thought they, they rode the line pretty well of making sure everyone had something to do and did not feeling overwhelming. But in the beginning, I was a little, I was a little disappointed only because Winter Soldier was so focused and right. such, it had a, such a different vibe, whereas this one felt like an Avengers movie, and it, and it, and it was a little worrisome, but I thought by the second act, where, where you fully embrace it, and they have a great handle on, on what's happening with these characters, and, by, and then the third act is really felt very Winter Soldier-y. So I thought, in the end of it, I thought it was a really strong film. I don't think it's Marvel's best film, that's still, that's still Winter Soldier, but I thought it was up there, and a probably, well, yeah, well, let's, probably let's, a more let's, successful let's, Avengers film than at least Age of, Age of Ultron. Yeah, well, let's go around. Let's go around the table. So let's just say whether or not we liked it, and then and then go from there. Josh, do you agree or disagree, or how do you feel? I liked it a great deal. Okay, um, I liked it a great deal as well. And Connor, I echo your sentiments. Is that I think that there were some slight flaws and a little cracks here and there, but mm-hmm. I think it was definitely stronger than Avengers Two. 
um, and all in all left with a huge smile on my face. Yes. And I was actually I was actually laughing as I was uh, I, I wasn't maniacally laughing. I was giggling to myself because um, uh, you know for the past couple of days. We, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say, you know, tweeting at us and talking, you know, just talking and saying, "I can't wait to hear what iFanboy thinks of of the movie." And it's like, I'd be very surprised if we did not like this movie. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, the, like I, I would be very surprised. You if know one what? Of us was like, ra- was like railing against it about how bad it was or anything like that. This was like, this had enough notes and got enough stuff right to give an overall. I liked it for everybody. I think. Oh, I mean, you, you got me here, so it could go either way. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's one of those things. But I guarantee you that there are people out there. They're not they're not astute or wise people, but they like they went and they watched Batman and Superman. Like that was great. I can't wait to see what iFanboy says. And then we're surprised. I guarantee yeah. you, there were hundreds of people like that. So you never know. And yeah. this the kind of reaction to this stuff is so subjective. You know, like I I could maybe I read a Captain America comic when I was twelve, and I was like, you know, it just wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel that way at all, and and I I thought the same thing. I I was. I'm I'm like I am, so I kind of always gird myself like, oh, I probably won't like it as much as everybody else did. And at the end, I was like, that was, very, that was really fun. That was great. I was really happy with that, which was not how I walked out of Age of Ultron. One of the things yeah. that this movie has going for it, that all these movies have going for it, is that they need to really pat themselves on the back for casting Chris Evans because he pulls off yes. the thing that no yes, one yes, else yes. really pulls off, which is a completely unironic, un- I, never, I read this in a review earlier, unembarrassed superhero. Idealistic. Yep. He's yep. not embarrassed to be wearing the goofy outfit with the giant shield. He pulls it off and makes it work. And if you have a, a guy in that suit who doesn't do that, then the whole thing falls apart. And, and why he's able to play against Robert Downey Jr. so effectively. Right. And that and that and their dichotomy, which is not new, they've they've been at ideological blows since the first Avengers film. Well, and I mean, I I, so I don't good. want to keep doing this and bringing it over and over again, but I did think. You know, at the point in this conflict, which I did not like to watch, mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, that's uh, it's, and you shouldn't, I don't think, like you don't want to see them fight with each other. Right. But I did think, well, boy, they really built this up and earned it. Yes. Yeah. Unlike yeah. that yeah. other movie, and I think that's all that. <laughs> Let's I, not mention know, that again. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, but really, that is a big difference, and it's yes. sort of something being earned or unearned, and and also there was, uh, you know, there's. There was in the middle of it was there was pathos. It was like they didn't want to be doing it either. Right. Like they were upset. You could you could read that in it, and they still managed to do that in the midst of making it fun and having you know moments that moments of levity and and uh, you know it just it was it was very successful. And I, I mean, Connor, and you were right. Although I didn't I didn't see it in the first act. I wasn't thinking this is way overloaded. But somewhere you know in the middle of the second act, I thought. Wow, look what they're doing here. Yeah. Because yeah. this is a lot of things, and I don't feel like uh, Spider Man 3. And so let's, let's not yes. keep bagging on Batman and Superman. <laughs> Spider Man 3 is another movie that did that. Or Age of Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron was another yeah. one. That yeah. Like, there was way too much going on, and, and it, there wasn't a payoff in, in that sense, whereas this was. I think my, my concern was that I really I didn't expect it to be an Avengers film from the first frame. I, I thought we'd lead into it where, I, you know, I, this is just my own expectation going into it was the way Winter Soldier was done was such a s- streamlined cap film. I really thought we were going to start that way and then build into it. Whereas, you know, right off the bat, we're in the middle of an Avengers mission with all of the heroes. And so it really was more than anything an Avengers film until the last. How come, yeah. how come these movies can't seem to hang on to their uh, slightly older uh, white male actor person? Uh, you know, they got they got Robert Redford the other for the other uh, one. They, they got um, 
Who was it in this one? It was William Hurt. But William Hurt reprising his role as General Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, from Hulk. Who's now the Secretary of State? Yeah, that was because they said Ross. Like they, 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 they call. I mean, that, that it, it took me yeah. a while to put that together. And then at one point, I was like, maybe that is him. Because I was thinking, I'm, I'm now easily getting to the point where there's been enough of these movies that I don't keep them all completely straight. Yeah, he's, he was reprising his role as Ross from Hulk. Yeah, but I saw the mustache and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he had the, he had the mustache in Hulk. I complete. I think I only saw that movie once. You know, I like that movie. I like that movie. Yeah, a I lot. did too. Yeah, yeah. Ed Norton Hulk. Yeah. So. yeah. They should remake that movie, but with rough... Well, no, they shouldn't. They, stop, well, like, stop myself. <laughs> so, so the story is that uh, after another disastrous mission in which there's a lot of uh, collateral damage... The, the Civilian U- life. The UN says we're going to have to regulate the, the superheroes and, and keep them under our thumb because it's, they can't have this. And it's the same plot, by the way. I know I don't want to keep doing... I was like, <laughs> I just saw a movie about this. So Cap says, no, I'm not going to go... I'm not going to do that. And uh, then the but, side split as, as Iron Man leads the other contingent of, uh, of heroes. Now, that said, what I thought was interesting is that while the flashpoint and the actual incident was completely different, this probably... Like, there's a lot of... Like, Age of Ultron borrowed nothing from the comics other than the title. Right. Right, just the idea of the words Thank Age of God. Ultron, right? Thank God, I know, yeah. Whew. You know, Winter Soldier as a movie borrowed a lot from Ed Brubaker's comics. Actually, ironically, this movie has more of Ed Brubaker's Winter Soldier stuff than the Winter Soldier movie did. I was really <laughs> hoping in the flashback we'd see a young Ed Brubaker in the, at yeah. the lab <laughs> yeah. activating Winter Soldier, but we didn't see but, that. Yeah, but, um, but I thought it was, you know, while the, the flashpoint was different, the actual motivation and events that come out of it was really similar to the comic Civil War. Yeah. You know, like basically, like a horrible thing happens, and 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 the the you know, and it's not the UN; it was the government. But it was like, well, like I actually see the the kind of conceptual dotted lines to the original Civil War comic, which I think is good. Like they didn't they didn't just take the idea of putting the heroes against each other and call it Civil War. Like there was actually a couple of dotted lines, not one hundred percent, but enough to you know scratch the comic fan itch in me. But it so. also takes all those scenes that people complain about the wanton destruction on yeah. a mass scale and, and uses it for a story point and says, okay, yep. yeah. in the same way that other film did. That okay, yep. this is actually bad. People wouldn't stand for this, so this is what happens from it, and yeah. uh, it was good. And in, in that sense, we got the we got the birth of the Black Panther because in the, at the UN meeting for it, there's a bomb goes off killing T'Chaka, the president of Wakanda, and so his son T'Challa, <laughs> who we meet uh, earlier, is, is has to take the new roles king. Um, who, uh, unfortunately, I will always look at and see as Jackie Robinson, and then hear as James Brown <laughs> forever. Awesome. I'm not gonna awesome. be the one that came to Montana. Well, uh, but despite that, I was going to say he was fantastic. Yes. He's, oh, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I don't know why you got to shoot him down like that, Josh, but he was great, I thought. Probably no, he's a great actor. It's just that it's just <laughs> he, he literally he solidified himself in those two movies as actual people and characters. And I don't know him at all from anything. So he's Jackie Robinson and then James Brown. So it's good yeah. that he did this because now he can be a different character. Well, Chadwick Boseman was Chadwick Boseman. great as to. Ch- I mean, he he yeah. first of all. In a much meatier role than I than I had anticipated for this film. Yeah. He's, he's in it yeah. all the way through and very important in it. And uh, did you know it was be him? What do yeah. you mean? I, I don't I don't I don't read anything about these. So when oh. I go in, I'm oh. like as fresh as you know. Other like than a freshly born baby. Yeah. So I like <laughs> when when he takes his his uh, helmet off and you see him, I was like, oh, it's him. Like I and I knew who he was, so I was like, I was happy about that because I figured if with that guy in it, who's a, a, a rising career basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, oh, if you no. heat it, that's that's good. 
I thought you know, Black Panther was easily in my top five. The, I, there, there are five things that were great about this movie, and he, Black Panther was one of them for me. He's the emotional spine. You know, he's the one yeah. who at the end says, I'm not going to go down the dark path for revenge. I'm going to do this the right way. He's sort of, you know, almost more than Cap, he's the one who decides how this movie's going to end. Yeah. But let's, let's skip ahead to that. Let's talk about, in my screening, there were two, only really two moments where the audience broke out into applause. Uh, one was the first appearance of P- Peter Parker, which we'll get to in a second. We'll pull that pin in a minute. Uh, but the other was Ant-Man. I was yes. really surprised. Yep. When, when, they, when they reveal Paul Rudd laying there in the van passed out, the whole audience blew up yeah. into applause. I was not expecting that. The audience that I that, that that I saw it twice with two audiences, and once Josh and I saw it together, and I honestly don't remember because that was a crazy night. But it, it was funny because I I was at the premiere with a lot of the cast and everything like that, and I was monitoring who was getting the most applause. And actually, Paul Rudd got the most applause during the movie than anybody else's kind of reveal. And it wasn't necessarily the, when he woke up from the van, but it was the big moment in the fight. Well, yeah, we'll get that yeah. too. But yeah. it was it was just his first appearance that the audience broke out into applause. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Shocked, not because he's not great, but you know, Ant Man was a good film, but it was no, nowhere near as popular as the other ones. So I was pretty surprised by that. Paul Rudd as Ant Man was also in my top five of the best things of this movie. Um, in fact, very close to the top. I think that he he stole the, he stole the scenes he was in. He did, but he also rode that line of any more of that, and this would get irritating. Yeah, um, in the same way that uh, in an Iron Man two sort of way. Let's put yeah. it that way. But it was like because he's Paul Rudd and because we're so like it, it totally fit. It's almost like the actor was like, "What the hell am I am I doing here? What? Look at this, look <laughs> which at, works perfectly look, because it does because it's like, well, look at how that guy's built. Look at that. I'm not that. I mean, well, it, so, it, I was reading an interview with the writers and they said the line where he where he hands Cap back his shield and says, "Here you go, Captain America," was all improv. Sure, <laughs> sure. And uh, it was just it was. It was just ha- having this bewildered guy in the midst of this crazy superhero chaos worked. It was that, and it was when he met when he when they met everybody in the parking garage, and he's like, "You're Captain America. I'm shaking your hand way too long." Like that was like, like the idea, like saying his inner monologue was just perfect. Yeah, <laughs> nothing like the Scott Lang in the comics. Well, actually, <laughs> it, it is now. It's been adapted. There was one, there was one other moment that I noticed, and this isn't like uh, it wasn't like a big deal for for everybody, but there was like a, a young black girl in an Avengers shirt in front of us and i remember when uh when black panther sort of shows up and starts kicking butt like i heard her cheer yeah and i thought that's really nice yes because in the same way that when we were watching the the force awakens yeah. and sort of ray and and finn sort of have their moment again and, and i was just like this is so good for other people yes and, and i had the same thought i was like this is and like you know not in any sort of like uh tokenism way it was just like oh man, that, that's great everybody's well, going to start to be able to get something out of these well there's yeah. three super strong black male heroes in these in this film sure and they're not made a big deal of they just are there with every, you know with yeah. everybody else and yeah, yeah. Well, and that and, and that's such a bad character oh like i, yeah. I love well, that black panther's a great character and they nailed it with the with the costume with everything like they like cuz that that's something that could be done really goofily and really like you know really not um yeah, it's a goofy name. The whole kind of approach and everything like that could be really, you know, but like, and and they played with it, you know, like by having when, you know, when when Falcon and Cap and Black Panther are being transported in Berlin and they're in the van, it's silent, and then Falcon goes, so you like cats, huh? <laughs> like, 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 it was able to able to address that. Like, that's the thing about the Marvel Universe or the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that they can make those jokes that sometimes we're all thinking as well, but streamline it into the dialogue and into the character interactions in a way that makes it appear natural and not you know, not as fan servicey as it could be, or you know, because I will admit there is some fan service. It's yeah, right it's up definitely... against just like Paul Rudd in 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 the right way. 
Because, I mean, I am the first one to get annoyed by stuff like that where I think that they're taking a cheap joke out. But you know yeah. what? Actually, Falcon's another one that, like, I liked him. <laughs> another one. I really, by the way, I really like Anthony Mackie. I really well, like Well, what I was going yeah. to say is that I, I didn't really feel strongly about him one way or another, but he really won me over, I guess, Maybe. by the end of this movie. It, it was um, the it was the interaction with him and Bucky. Well, that could have that was one of my <laughs> and one of my top five things would have been yeah uh, the Bucky Falcon Roadshow like you know those two yeah. guys could have been a movie. Yeah, they were really funny together. As, as our friend Ben tweeted, it was like your high school best friend meeting your college best friend. It was kind of like that rivalry of who's Cap's better friend. If I mean if I had to have it, then if I had, if we're doing a little bit of a top five, and it sounds like we're in this area, I don't need to spend a lot of time on it. But for me, as you guys know, I've had some issues with uh, with uh, the Clint. Barton in yes. this, yeah, I, I was kind of won over by the, at this point. He was looser in this. He he yeah. did got that that surprised me in, in the screening. Josh and I went to when he came back. When uh, what's the actor's name? Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. When Jeremy Renner was on screen for the first time, the uh, uh, audience broke into applause, and I was and I remember looking at Josh. I'm like, whoa! I didn't expect that. <laughs> like, like, you know, like he was yeah. more Hawkeye. Yeah, he, he was, was yeah. like Thunderbolts era Hawkeye almost, yeah. and then so. I know that I, whatever the first time you saw a fastball special is, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like, and I was like, oh, look at that's happening. When when uh, when Ant Man was on that arrow, I was like, fuck yes, <laughs> that was awesome. I'm pretty sure I threw up the horns. <laughs> well, so so continuing with the top five things, um, you know, I thought Falcon and Bucky were were good, but they weren't on my top five. Um, the the big one, which we're gonna get to, which I want to lead up to, but the other two to round out the the remaining two before the last one, Jim Rash as the MIT professor in the beginning. <laughs> Delightful. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with your police work there, Lou. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely delightful. <laughs> totally pointless. Didn't belong there. Should have cut it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the visions. Uh, casual. Oh! The vision casual wear. <laughs> I forgot about That was going to be the entire thesis I had for this movie. <laughs> Like, when he showed up in the sweater, I looked at Ron, and I was like, I can go. <laughs> and I was completely serious. I was like, oh. that's all. Him sitting there cross-legged in his yes. lens and pants. <laughs> Jesus. He looked more natural in that outfit than he does in his costume. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh. It was great. Awkwardly it was, cooking that was more Scarlet Witch, like not sure about paprika. Like that was yeah, trying to understand what a pinch is, like what a pinch of paprika is. I mean, like that that honestly delivered way more than I thought it was going to. Every time it was on, it was just it was electric. <laughs> <laughs> he should consider just fighting in that outfit. Yeah, exactly. I just want I just want a, a solo vision special of him at home doing like cleaning. Yeah. You know, just like <laughs> there's literally a miniseries going on right now. <laughs> True. Yeah. Exactly. Fucked up though. Um, that was great. So yes, yeah, so that's my so that's my top four items that leads up to the the big one. Are we ready to tackle that or? Can we pull your pin. You know what's out? interesting is that when they showed Spider Man in that teaser trailer, I thought, oh, why did you blow that? Right. They ruined the moment. Yeah. But. It turns out that I don't think they did. Yeah. And B, and it, they actually had enough other things that I did not expect that I, I was able to forgive it. So now, is, so now th- this is interesting because we had heard, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, rumors and things like that. And we were told to expect very little from his performance in the movie that he's barely. In fact, I believe the words are he's barely in it. Right. Now, Connor, do you agree with that? I mean, like, is, I, I felt as if it was I went. No, we, we got we, more. More than I th- more than I was expecting. We were told that early on, and then after the trailer came out, we were told actually he's in that. That was only five percent of his screen time. That he was in it a lot more. Okay, I missed that memo. Uh, so Tom Holland as Peter Parker, Spider-Man, who we first meet in Queens. Oh uh, God! At his home with with uh, hot Aunt May. Is, oh, uh, so hot. 
<laughs> not, even, not even fair. Not even fair. Um, now, I really <laughs> thought it was going to be Miles Morales for some reason. Did we not know that? Did we know that? I guess we did because you knew the. We did again. I wasn't paying attention. You thought that because you spent a lot of time on social media, right? Yeah, and that was the social. Well, media no, game also because I didn't look up any actual information about the film. Which no, but which that's was, because there was the social media game of telephone, which people someone said it should be Miles Morales, and then it slowly became it's going to be Miles Morales, and then they got mad when it wasn't Miles right. Morales. And it was never so going to be Miles Morales. If you had asked me if that yeah. should be Miles Morales, I probably would have said yes because I've liked that character, and he really is now in my head the young version of that character. However. If they had done this character any differently, I would have stuck with that. But I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. This is easily the best Peter Parker Spider-Man we've ever seen on film. Hands, hands down. Peter, they, nailed, they nailed it more. Like, they nailed it better than you could nail anything, if you yeah, ask me. So like, and, and we didn't have to watch the origin again. So that right. was Yeah, no, they just glossed over it. Like, what happened? He's like, ah, that thing happened. Don't worry. You know, like, it just, it didn't, you know, like, it was. He's and the I mafia. The, yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Um, the mafia doesn't exist. Connor. The thing How happened. How many times have I played it? Nothing happened. But um, yeah, no. I, I, the the way they handled it with Tony Stark recruiting him and like you know kind of calling him out and figuring everything out and snapping and building that relationship, and then up until the big battle when he appears and it's so much more than him just grabbing the shield, seeing mm-hmm. him seeing him crawl along the roof, yeah, yeah, and like like just little things like that and of course the banter and all stuff like that. But I'll be honest with you, I I teared up. At the exchange between him and Cap, so there's a there's a part of the fight where him a lot of the big fight in the beginning where the, the two teams are fighting there's a lot of one on one there's a lot of pairings that are also telling story yeah. um, which was which was good but then also if I have one criticism got a little I'm like all right a little long in the tooth but uh, when Cap and Spider Man are fighting and Cap you know Cap says you know hey, hey kid you got you got some spirit where you're from and he says Queens and Steve says Brooklyn I, I, I teared up a little yeah because there's a little moment of oh, yeah Brooklyn yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It was, so a, it was a little New York, it was a little New York Pride. It was a little yeah. hometown heroes. It was a little yeah. It was everything. Yeah. I just yeah. they showed uh, they showed a shot of Queens and uh, some public oh. housing, and I was like, he doesn't live there. But he does in this. Clearly, he lives I, in that well, building. I yes, guess. What? But but they had a very nice apartment in that building. Yeah, I was like, that's not that's not that. Well, the, 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 living, the living the living room was de- was decorated very nicely. Admittedly, he you know he's taking computers out of the garbage, you know, which I know he says, but like that that living room looked nice. Well, you can, yeah. still, you, can, you can still decorate an apartment nicely if it's in public housing, sure, yeah. but they were, they were yeah. living in public housing in, the, in that scene. But um, he was really great. I, I, we talked about this way back when he was cast, that the real interesting benefit to him in this situation is that he is so unlike all of the other characters. So what, what happens when you basically drop a kid into uh, the midst of all these 40-year-old superheroes? And, and what happened yeah. was it was a very interesting... You know, they're all exasperated by this kid who won't shut up and don't stop moving and, and is freaking out that he's even there in the first place. And I thought that was Except really Don Cheadle, nice. who's suddenly 60 now. <laughs> yeah. What well, happened well, there? They played Miles Davis. Like, yeah, nice. <laughs> what, I, what I liked about Spider-Man's participation as well as Ant-Man's participation in the fight was that unlike any, unlike any of the fight scenes that we've had in the previous seven Marvel movies, this was full of surpri- like natural and honest-to-God surprises. Right. You know, where, where, like, no one expected Spider-Man to be there and no one knew what he could do. And then no one expected Ant-Man to do what he was going to do. Like, you know, and there's a point where Tony Tony says, like, anyone else have any surprise, like, surprise powers I don't know about? You know, like, it was, like, and it, and it added back to the, because after all of these movies, like, the first round of movies were spectacular and they're opening our eyes to this universe and all stuff like that. And then we had a whole bunch of movies where they're just kind of playing with themselves. Right. And then now it's back to this idea of where anything can happen, surprises around every corner, like a true Marvel comic in well, the movies. A whole and I thought, new yeah, group of characters, right? So we'll have yeah. Doctor Strange coming, and that's going to be a whole, now we got magic introduced into all this, and that's a whole new yeah. element to all this. So I think that's yeah. 
what's really strong about adding all these new people. But he was, I, I have nothing bad to say about him. He was wonderful. The, yeah, I mean, the only thing that, the only thing that didn't hit exactly right for me was the admittedly funny Star Wars joke. Yeah. Because I thought, well, even though he's young, he's still a nerd, and he wouldn't be like, hey, anybody know this movie named Empire Strikes Back? Like it was this old movie. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they tried to play it up. Like, hey, I saw this really old movie, Empire Strikes Back. But but now that's that. Well, now here's the thing. Two things on that. One is the first time I saw the movie. Uh, applause and laughter covered up those lines. Right. So I, I had to piece together what that was. So the second time I, I got to hear it, and he goes, hey guys, did you ever hear that old movie Empire Strikes Back? And then War Machine says, how, how young is this kid? You know, right. like in a reaction to that. Now that said, you know, like he's, how old is he in this? He's 15, 16? Is he supposed to be like around there? Yeah, um, you know, my 10-year-old niece refers to the Star Wars, to, refers to A New Hope as oldie time. So, I'm going to say it's mean, not maybe, old, but the idea, the idea that yeah. no one's ever heard of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing would be that he's 15. He has no idea what these people, who they okay. are, what they think, I, or whatever. So I, he's hedging his bets about it. It didn't ruin the experience. I just, I just thought, well, that's a strange thing for a nerd to and say, if but he's, whatever. And if he's like, yeah, but if he's a nerd, then he's like, he's well, maybe he's embarrassed about it. Maybe he thinks it isn't okay. none of the yeah. 40-year-olds You've convinced me. I mean, it was a funny joke, and I thought, it, you know, in the context of the, of, it's, well, because we haven't talked about it yet, but it, because they're fighting giant man. It makes you right. know, it was a great it was a great line. So let's talk about Giant Man, who was awesome. It was great. It was I mean again, Paul Rudd as Ant Man, and, and it brought a surprise, and it's something that makes perfect sense because we all know that Ant Man then became Giant Man. But I didn't expect that to happen in this movie. No. It was also one of those things where I was watching it and I was like, how come I've never seen this before? Yeah. <laughs> right. Really, I mean, like I've seen it in comics a billion times, but. You know, oh, well, no, no, it, 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 it happened dude. in a movie. It happened in a movie, and they handled it much the same way with surprise. And, and also, you know how it kind of got, like, moved in slow motion or whatever? It was um, in the Muppet movie when Animal take, <laughs> took all those growth pills. <laughs> I was dead anyway, serious. Remember? No, do, do you remember? And it went all yes. slow motion-y, and then he, he, he said, ah, and it, went, it echoed, and then he went running, and then, the, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It was up there sort of with when they did um, the Quicksilver in the, in the X-Men one. Right. Yes, yes. Where yeah. you're just like, oh. Again, we've seen this a million times. Here's a, here's a cinematic take on it that's that's really interesting, you know. And, and we've seen, you know, Pacific Rim or whatever, where you're you know seeing these giant things move around from that perspective. But you know, it was good. That scene, that whole scene, I was like, this is like the best. I mean, it's it, the whole thing was a complete and utter comic book cliche. Yeah. Yes. But it's sort of the one thing that they haven't done in a movie. <laughs> in all yeah, well, this, well, the, well, the, yeah. Well, the thing Except was the well, animal the, thing. But, before, before we, yeah, yeah, I mean, like seeing seeing him rip off the the wing of a plane and use it to swat at War Machine and Iron Man, like, was just was awesome and was so yeah, was great. But I actually want to divert high pencil strength. Those, those yeah, those bad call. Um, but I want to divert away from the specific of Giant Man and more about the the fight at the airport. That you know, number one, I mean, like, and I get it, you know, like it was the cliche kind of comic book heroes fight kind of thing, and they did their best to echo the two lines of heroes facing off image from the original Civil War comics, which is a nice little nod. But and and Josh, you and I were giggling over this in the movie. The number of times where just as a group they all started running, <laughs> like like it was just like, like oh the slow like the yeah. slow start and then like, like they the, pick up speed. Yep, <laughs> like he, the walk into their job, now, right? Yeah. Yeah, they'll yeah. walk into a jog and then they'll run. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that that was self-aware. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is silly. I mean, let's let's remember that like these guys. I, I'm I'm gonna keep coming back to this and maybe it helps me. Like they come from Arrested Development, which right. to me is the smartest comedy maybe I've ever seen. So any of those things, they're gonna be aware of them. Yeah, yeah. There's no way they're not. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was, I mean, the whole movie was kind of the whole movie was built around that that middle fight. 
And, you know, and on, on one level, it's stupid because whenever the heroes fight, we know that they've just got to get over fighting and then realize they should be teaming up to fight the actual villain. And, and actually, there's at one point towards the end of that fight when Cap is trying to fit, you know, they're trying to make the decision as to whether they're all going to get out or some are going to sacrifice themselves so Cap and Bucky can go. And Falcon says, Cap, this isn't the real fight. <laughs> like literally the line Talk, is in yeah, the movie talking yeah. to us yeah, exactly <laughs> just so you guys all know this isn't the real fight and uh, i thought yeah i thought that was kind of uh, again self-aware so yeah <laughs> i mean the thing that i would say about that fight that was different in this than in the comic books is that pretty much every comic book i've ever seen where they did this kind of thing which is anytime heroes have ever met in the comic it really seems like they're going at each other you know the gritted teeth and everything whereas in this there was definitely that sense of hesitation. You were like, "Well, they're not gonna." Because the comic reluctant. Like, they were reluctant. Well, they called and and, and that and that happened when when Scarlet Witch intervened with uh, no, yeah, when Scarlet, Scarlet Witch intervened and Hawkeye were fighting. Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye they were sort of and, not and, fighting. And Black and... Widow, Black, Black Widow, yeah, and she knocks Black Widow down, and she looks at Hawkeye, and goes, "You're pulling your punches." Well, yeah. that that's the thing is that and at that moment when she went after him, I just went based on everything we've seen before, they don't fight. Yeah, and then they they validated me right then, which yeah. I really liked. Because yep. I really, I thought, no, that their relationship was such that they don't fight. They were play fighting. And then, they, right, and that was They were fine. like sparring. But yeah. none of them wanted to be fighting each other, so, they, so they, there was no... Except for Tony and Steve, really. Yeah, there yeah. were no stakes, I guess, and usually that's a bad thing. But in this case, it wasn't. Speaking of uh, Tony and Steve, and moving away from the middle fight, but um, the end, the, 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 the third act fight between uh, Cap and Bucky and Iron Man... Um, I know we saw some of it in the trailer, but like, my God, the 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 dancing of a fight and the 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 synchronicity that Cap and Bucky had in fighting yeah. together was like I even like I don't I don't normally like these fighting scenes because I hate how they change the frame rate. Do you yeah. notice that? Like, where it becomes slightly flickery. Like, and I don't know if that's they to cover had that, up the they had that problem in the um, opening. It was I yeah. thought the opening was actually shot poorly. Uh, yeah, because it because it has that it has that weird frame rate thing where it's like flickering yeah. and I don't know it, it bothers me. But in that scene, in that whole every time Cap and Bucky and Iron Man fought, and it was just like pop 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 pop, you know, like throw the shield, hit with the shield, toss yeah. the shield, you know, like it was just like yeah. th- those were moments where I was like, wow, that's really good for a fight choreography. You no, know, that was one bit that I knew like he shows up at, in Siberia or wherever, and I thought they still haven't had that fight. Yeah, and I was like, I, I wish I didn't know that. Yep. To pull back even farther back, did, did any of you spend the movie worried as I was that someone was going to die at the end? No, no. Because it was called Civil War. And, yeah, I uh, thought that that was the that was Rhodey getting injured. Right, but the uh, they kept talking about how uh, Tony's arm was going numb, his left arm, and I thought, oh, oh yeah. maybe they'll switch it around and have Iron Man die of a heart attack. Yeah, and then obviously bring him back, but. Because, um, you know, it's Civil War, and the big thing about Civil War was that Captain America died at the end of it. And, you know, right, they, had, yeah. they had Crossbones as the, as the feint for all the comic fans thinking, oh, well, Crossbones is in it, and it's called Civil War. But then they, yeah. killed, they killed him right away to, to throw you off the scent. And yeah. uh, so I thought I thought that that was going to end with one of the two big two getting, getting quote-unquote killed, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know. You seem to remember things, and I don't, <laughs> so that happens. Well, no, I, 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 thought that, I thought there was going to be something with stakes, and when, when, when Rhodey got hurt... I thought Rhodey was going to die. Actually, I'm surprised that they had him live. Right. Because I thought that was going to be the sacrifice. Well, if he, dies, if he dies, then they really can't come back from that. They can't. Yeah, that's true. They can't become yeah. friends again. Yeah. And it was just short of, like, that's pretty, it's pretty bad what happened to him. I was actually yeah. like, oh, yeah. that's really, that's yeah. significant because that's stuff they're going to have to deal with. But also, but then also, a conversation I was having coming out of the movie the first time, so like, yes, that's horrible and he's paralyzed, but can't he just get in the suit? 
Well, so, there was a whole there was a whole Iron Man arc about that in the eighties. Yeah, where he got addicted to the suit. You don't remember? That was the only way he could walk. Right. Yeah. You yeah. remember so, things? Yeah. yeah you, yeah, I come remember, on, you don't, come, I come on. You don't remember things. things. Come I on. Don't. I don't remember. I don't remember Civil War. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I? Yeah. That, that, that was that Brew Baker's run. That was the, uh, issue twenty-five. Yeah. The death of Cap. Yeah. But not the. Anyway. Anyway. Something. Uh, I, you know, I don't tend to. You know what's funny is that, literally, I don't tend to think of that as Civil War comic. I tend to think of that as yeah, the Brubaker's run. run. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, that's but I, so yes, but and like I said earlier, speaking of Brubaker, is that I thought th- this movie had more Winter Soldier than the Winter Soldier movie and dealt with his past and and all his stuff. I thought way more. Well, um, if you're Ed Brubaker and you could have said this in the last one, you got to be watching that that rendition of that character and just be like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now that so now 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 it, now it wasn't perfect. Can we can we talk about a couple of complaints or my, really my only complaint about the movie? I want to know what this is. Yeah, like Vision was not in the outfit enough. The sweater vest. Sweater? No, okay. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> like, no, no, my, no, is that um, is that I just I kind of lamented a little at the apparent wasting of Zemo as a character, and <laughs> I thought that as the villain and as the you know antagonist of it, it was. In my mind, we know Marvel has a hard time with the villains, and Marvel has a hard time with the Act Three. The whole plan was, while I liked the development of realizing that it was him orchestrating it and doing all the stuff. When we got to the End Game, it was just like, oh, that's it. But he was successful. His plan worked. Yeah, 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 no, he was. He won. I'll tell you the the problem. You know what? I don't mind. I don't mind any of that, other than the fact that it was kind of cool to see him be called Zemo at first, and that did not pay off. Yes. And now they've wasted Zemo. And I was like, shit, it's going to be Zemo. It'll be his father. and They haven't totally wasted him. He's not dead. He's in prison who can very easily get out of. He's a, he's a, he, he is himself a basically super soldier. So he, he can come back as, as more of a Zemo-esque yeah. character. But his plan to destroy the Avengers from within worked. They were, by the end of the film. Oh, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. And also, I love that actor. Daniel Brule. The guy from Rush. Yes, he's fantastic. Yeah, and so I'm I'm down with him completely, and and I liked I liked I liked the whole thing he was doing. I loved the the trick with the cell phone. Um, yep. It's just that calling him Zemo was was a cheap throwaway for something that I like Zemo a lot. I was like, oh, cool, make that make that character relevant. That's great. Yeah, yeah, more of a throwaway uh, than like Bat was. So I don't know that that was really my only only kind of nitpick complaint about it. You know, it was just that you know. Here's mine, and it's kind of a big one, but it didn't. I didn't let it spoil it for me really. I don't fully know that I bought Steve Rogers completely just throwing all of that away based on his principle instead of trying to figure a way to work it out. But like he, I know they had he has to get a long history it. of doing that in the comics. I know that. I'm talking about I'm just talking about this movie that I'm watching. Like okay. it just seemed like it, it was like they had to have that happen. Sign. Don't no sign you know, he has to walk away and like throwing everything away and like everybody else's motivations around it seem to make sense and it's one of those things like i remember reading civil war and going i like captain america but it it seems like in the real world this would be the tony stark thing would be much more realistic i don't know i felt as i felt as if chris evans sold it well the track from the last film in which he was very much against shield's plan to monitor everyone and and preemptively kill people no and i i'm saying like the deal they were offered is a bad deal totally down with that but like the escalation of it to the next point was it was handled really well, as much as it could be. But there was just a little part of me that was like, "Is this? Is would this part happen?" But then when you start doing that, then it all falls apart because well, it's all. Well, yeah, no, but I get, but I get the sense, I get the sense when they're in the room talking about it, and you know, he's and he says, you know, like, what if 
you know, what if something's going on that we don't want to intervene with, but they send us? Or what if something's going on that we want to do and they don't send us? You know, like it's yeah. a, that idea of choice. And, and I thought that kind of did it. And then you just and then with the Peggy Carter funeral, that kind of bolstered it, you know, and just kind of, you know, I, I bought I bought it. I didn't I, I bought the conflict and the rift and under, understanding it. And I guess what 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 if anything, what bothered me was that it was the accords like because we don't have resolution on the accords. Right. They, they signed them. They're law, so they're still there. Further. Right, yeah. yeah. Sharon Carter's like, in prison now, right? Sharon Carter was, no, she was never, um, no one knew she was involved with them. I know. But I was like, geez, she's just yeah, giving it up. Yeah. <laughs> All, I was like, that's, that's treason. There's no way around that one. That's, <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> also, this, uh, this movie, unlike, also like the other film we're not talking about anymore, Mom's very important. So at the end, we'll oh, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. Tony's back on Steve's side when he realizes that it was all Zemo's doing until he finds out that the Winter Soldier killed his parents and he killed yep. my mom, Steve. And I, I started giggling because it was like, wow, it's just. And yeah. there's also when 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 they captured Winter Soldier and he was and he was in the arm press and he was trying to prove to him that he wasn't brainwashed and he's like, your mom's name was whatever. Like he knew he went yeah. to the moms, you know, like. But that wasn't as bad as, as they all turning it back on the moms, just like the other film. Yeah, uh, but uh, his name is Martha too. <laughs> speaking speaking of that though, uh, how jarring was the opening scene with uh, less than zero era Robert Downey Jr. acting with John Slattery? <laughs> At first, I thought it was just. You know, they were shooting him from far away, sort of out of focus, and I thought, oh, they put big clothes on him. And then yep. he got close to the camera, and I was like, oh, they really enjoy that de-aging technology at the, in the Marvel films. They're better now than they used to be with uh, X3, but, like, that was weird for me because, and you too, both, I assume, because we knew that guy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, That's why the I was jerk like... from Weird Science! <laughs> yep. What's he doing? Yep, or no, I, I went less than zero. I'm like, it's, it's, it's him from less than yeah. zero, like, like, to a T, yeah. Well, it was somewhat like that in Ant-Man with a young Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good technology. It's 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 creepy, but it's working. It's yeah. I don't know. I like I like that. That was cool. This was a I solid thought. film. I don't really have any major. The, the only nitpicks were in the beginning. I thought the action was shot really shakily. Yeah. It had that weird I frame think, rate problem in the beginning that you were talking about. Where they, the, the, the thing is, I don't think it's a pro- I don't think it's a problem. I think they do it on purpose because it happens so much. It can't be a problem. Well, you know, a movie of the, a movie it, of this It, it, it this didn't count. happen in Winter Soldier. It's weird. It's, they didn't shoot it like that in Winter Soldier. I don't know why this, they did it this way. Having seen like you know Transformers, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't complain about this. Yeah, right. Right. It, it, it was getting I close mean, to that. It was getting close to it. it just, just yeah, yeah. only in the beginning I sequence, and they didn't have. I complain about all of it. Like I feel like I feel like all the modern action movies do that I, now, and I. I think and I th- and I think it I think it's got to have Nolan. something to do it's got to have something to do with the uh, use the use of CGI and all this because that, that's a question I had too about so the big fight in the airport and they're all in costume and stuff like that so is the kid playing Spider-Man crawling on the wall or is that a stuntman or is that just a computer program and that he's that's doing CG. a voiceover that's CG yeah yeah, yeah. yeah right that's that's I, yeah, it's, I the the one thing that didn't I and I'm really I think we're all sort of getting past the point where we pick out CG that stands out but there was always a transition point when they would go from flying to walking or vice versa or yeah. when they'd hit the ground and roll where all of a sudden they were uh, Captain Rubber Body. Right. And yeah. I saw it every time and I was like, you're not impressing us. You're, you're making it stand out. So stop doing that. They really like the jump and fall and roll. Yeah. Like too. basically ah, anytime yeah. Sam Wilson did anything, we had to see Captain Rubber Body version. Right. And I don't like it. 
And Steve, same with Steve, like every, every yeah. jumping off buildings and then the roll and all that sort of stuff. Um, love the use of the shield, though. Love, I mean, I, yeah. and like, yes. and even Spider Man yeah. says it says that that, that that this defies physics. Like <laughs> when he bounced when he bounced it off the ground and hit the guy and it, did you hear a cuckoo noise? I heard a cuckoo <laughs> noise, right? Like, <laughs> I like so. that they're just gonna call that stuff. I mean, I think that's that's a mar- that's it's so funny that the movies really are starting to do what the comics sort of were always purported to do. Well, Marvel is, is does this a little more self-aware. You know, the DC yeah. stuff was this way, and that's happening in the movies. Except it's amplified in the movies. Yes, to a big extent, and it's causing it's causing quite a rift uh, because of that. Because, like, can you imagine anything even close to self-aware in you know any of the last few DC kind of movies? Nothing even close. And this is just like, hey, that doesn't make any. I mean, you know what that joke was? That was the joke from Anchorman. That Paul Rudd said. <laughs> yes, yeah. Where 60% of the time it works every time. He just goes, or, and no, F- Will Ferrell goes, that doesn't make sense. That's one of my favorite movie jokes of all time. Yeah. And they just basically did it here. And I was like, all right, it doesn't. But we're going to go with it because it's a movie. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, God. All right. So recapping, my top five things are Spider-Man, Paul Rudd, Vision in the Outfit, Jim Rash. What was my fifth one? The vest. Ah, the, the vest. Sweater. No. Oh, the, no, the vision, yeah, the vision, vision in the outfit. Vision in the outfit. Yeah, what was my fifth? Hot Aunt May. Oh yeah, Arisa Tomei. Yeah, done. <laughs> I, I feel like you've adjusted that list. Oh, I did. I think there's one I'm missing, but uh, God, Marissa Tomei. She looked great. It was it was a really fun movie. I think somebody wanted somebody said the running time was what like two twenty or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it didn't feel. Like I, it. I had no idea. I, yeah. I really didn't know what it was. It didn't. I didn't feel it. And I've, you know, I've felt it in other movies, and in this one, like it just it was really. It was super entertaining. It was, you know, like, oh, these are, these are even, like I said, they even started to get Hawkeye right. So I was, I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a win. I mean, it's, uh, so let's, ratings. Let's give it ratings. Uh, Connor, what, what letter grade do you give it? Uh, letter grade? Letter grade. Uh, a minus. Okay. Josh? Yeah, I was, I was rate, I was, I was like, A or A minus. All right. I'm, am I grading I'm gonna... on a, am I grading on a curve? No, you're grading on a grade. High A minus. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and just give it a straight A. So yeah, I mean I'm like 93. All right, so, so. N- next up is uh, Doctor Strange, the end of this year, and then we jumped to 2017 for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, and then it, it, we have to wait 2018 for Avengers Infinity War, which won't be called an Avengers right. Infinity War. Right, well, we have a new title. 2018 yeah. <laughs> Black Panther. Avengers Infinity War to be named later and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. So How one. great was Black Panther? Great. He's in my top five. I mean, just the way that he moved and fought was different than how everybody else did it. Yeah, I love the way he jumped with his yep. arms out and his legs up. It was like the comics. It was yep. very good. Ryan Coogler's directing that film. It's going to be really good. Cool. Yeah, so there you go. So that's, that's it for the, for the Marvel schedule, but then we're going to be back later this month to go, go kind of more in my little corner of the world as uh, X-Men uh, Days Apocalypse. of Apocalypse Fast. No, just... just yeah, yes. <laughs> The, what, inside, the inside apocalypse uh, apocalypse, book three. <laughs> inside Lewin apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, apocalypse, the apocalypse wars. No, that's the storyline in the comics right now. Yeah, so, so I'm very excited for that. So that should be good. It's the be fall of Poe Dameron. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before, in the meantime, you can go to fanboy.com. You can find the post for this show. You can tell us what you thought of almost uh, Avengers, uh, Captain America: Civil War. And as Ron said, we'll be back in a few weeks for X Men Apocalypse. Maybe we'll do one on Preacher. Who knows? There's lots of stuff happening this summer, so check it out. We also maybe do. Ron and I maybe decided we're going to do Warcraft. We don't know yet. We haven't. Uh, I want to do Warcraft, and we should do Preacher, and yeah, and anyway, but so we'll do it all. I don't know. I like. We'll, we'll I, see. I, 
We'll see. I, I got, we'll see how Preacher leaves me. <laughs> I got into an argument at the. I was out last night, and actually, comic book writer Matt Rosenberg was with me, and and uh, the Warcraft commercial was on TV, and I, I got excited, and he's like, "Really?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, look at it. It looks great. It's a tale of heroes." <laughs> 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 the only listen that that movie is going to get a, a pass or fail depending on which of the peons they quote at what point. <laughs> more if work. somebody just goes more work, you'd be like loved it. That's all it's going to take. <laughs> all right, all right. So until then, I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I'm Josh. And we shift each other's body to.